0: Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to episode number, I have to look at the notes here, number 56 of the Still City Insider Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy Ritz, alongside Mr. Jim Wexel. Jim, how are you today? You are at the NFL Combine.
1: I'm at the Combine. I'm getting ready for dinner, big, big steak dinner tonight, so I'm excited about that. And then it's all downhill from
0: there. It's all downhill from the, the steak dinner. Well, we uh definitely want to dig into uh the experience at the combine. Um and I don't believe the players have started their their individual drills yet, but Omar Khan did speak to the media today. The Steelers' new GM, a lot to say. We'll dig into uh his words. And uh first of all, Jim, how's it been? It's been a little while since uh since we chatted.
1: Well, uh you know, driving I do want to give you a little um a, a taste of the schedule here at the Combine. It's a lot different for reporters than it is for fans. But first of all, I had to drive through a tornado yesterday to get here. That was pretty oh, cool. Geez. I didn't see it. I kept driving. I, my, my cell phone was screaming at me to get off the road. Emergency broadcast system, you know, it comes on. It's like, your car is all, you know, get off the road. And it was really black. I couldn't see anything, but never saw the tornado. And I obviously survived. Well, we get here, and today's the first day in the general managers and coaches talk. Tom never talk. Kevin Colbert usually does a great job filling us in on what positions are strong, what positions are weak. We won't draft a quarterback. He'll say things like that. Right. He gives you some good tips. Omar just said, oh, this whole draft is great. It's great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so not a lot given in you know, his comments.
1: So we, we'll get into what he did talk about. but. um uh, and, and tomorrow the defensive line and linebackers will start coming in and, and we'll all write, we'll all interview these guys. We get the first dibs on them and they don't do their medicals today or something, but we'll talk to them and then we'll write our stories. And I'm sure people find that a little weird to readers because the defensive linemen haven't run through their drills on TV. And that's in a couple of days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we do all our writing. We don't cover the drills. Right only a select few that are allowed to go in and really it's it's easy it's better to watch it on TV anyway you you really get a better feel for what's going on on the field with the cameras on them but we in the media just come here for the interviews and then we go home oh, so it's like trying to try to gauge their character you know that's about it right and we ask them about we ask them the same questions and then you try to get some kind of info on whether the Steelers are showing interest and you can, and I have some guys targeted to hopefully I'll just get one on ones with, but the star players are mobbed and they get the same question. You know, if someone says, Are the Steelers interested? Then somebody says, What about the Falcons? And what about the Lions? And then they get 32 questions about their particular team. And these guys are talking to every team. There's no, but if you get them one on one, you can get some specific interest. Did the scout talk to you? Did the position coach talk to you? Or did the head coach? One, uh, who was it? The safety from Wake Forest. It plays for the Bengals. The really good free safety for the Bengals. Jesse Bates? Yeah, Jesse Bates. I had a one-on-one with him. And I said, if you talk to Tomlin, he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, I talked to Tomlin, Colbert, and Art Rooney, too. It was a really long interview. Really interesting. So that was the year they drafted Terrell Edmonds.
0: Right, right.
1: And you could – Jesse Bates is, I think he's an all-pro. He's very good.
0: Yes, yes. Probably should
1: have drafted him, but –
0: yeah. Well, <laughs>
1: you really can't get much of a feel for the interest mm-hmm. unless you're one on and they're forthcoming and you kind of know what to ask them. So it's uh, it's a very difficult challenge because this place is mobbed with bloggers and uh, everybody's here and they're all asking about Steeler interest. And it's it's just an ugly mob scene. But you, you try and you try to get um, like one year I had Rod Woodson walked through and hey Rod and he he remembered me and we sat down had a really nice one-on-one you get some of those guys and, yeah. and that, uh, being that I've been covering his team since 95 there's a lot of recognizable faces for me and they remember me and I can sit down and have some talks I'm I'm hoping that Joey Porter Sr. walks through
0: yeah oh that would be a great conversation yeah. right
1: but otherwise I'm going to try to get him anyway uh, uh on the phone so yeah. uh because, you know, Joey Porter Jr. is going to be mobbed by Pittsburgh people. It, everybody will have that story. It's There's not going to be anything, any angle I can get from Joey Porter Jr. Right. It's be better to get Joey Porter Sr., to
0: tell you Right, Right, right. Fantastic. So, like,
1: Joey, are you going to monitor his coach? Are you going to be in <laughs> – I heard once Joey went into the North Allegheny locker room at halftime. This, that's where his son played high school ball. Okay. So you know, are, are you going to be barging into Thomas Lockett in at <laughs> halftime if your kid's not playing?
0: <laughs> oh man, that's like, that's you a... don't Ask
1: me anything about Omar or what the good I, I think I'm done with my little sol- soliloquy here. So,
0: no, it was, it was a good one. So, really, if I boil it down, you're there for the press conference in the stake, well, right?
1: Yeah, I'm here to, to be here. You know, these transcripts are everywhere. Uh, <clears> every <throat> word that these athletes utter at the podium. Will be on transcript. so you're really not getting anything secret unless you can get a one-on-one with right. Jesse Bates. wasn't that well known at the time, but he was well known enough. He was yeah. a second round, late first round guy, so you can get those guys. And I've got a guy in mind tomorrow. We'll see if the rest of the Pittsburgh media joins in with me on that interview. But I'm going to get him, and you'll 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 go. Oh, yeah, that makes sense tomorrow. But right now, nobody can guess who it is. So.
0: All right. Well, I can't. I can't wait to find out who it is. Uh, and, and great, just kind of overview of the experience there, Jim. That's always always great. Let's jump in. Omar Khan spoke to the media, a lot of things uh, that he hit on here. Um, I got a whole list of things. Is there anywhere in particular that you want to start or that you felt stood out as being uh interesting and of major impact to this team?
1: I kind of want to be a little arrogant about my site. You know, we've have not hit the Mitch Trubisky stuff at all or uh drafting a wide receiver, we've kind of Sneered at that a little bit, drafting a wide receiver and cutting Mitch Trubisky has not even been in my consciousness at all. And answer man gave a great answer. Uh, If you read our answer man column last week, uh, it's fantastic. But um, so right now, Omar says, no, uh, I see Mitch Trubisky sticking around for a long time. Right. That's not news to us, but everybody is writing that story right now. So what, what, what you might think is news or what I should be contrary on I've been saying it's not going to happen for 2 3 weeks so why am I why would I be surprised when Omar said it's not going to happen right. so really there wasn't much news so you call it arrogance on my part cuz I'm very proud of our site but you know Mitch Trubisky is a quality backup uh, mm-hmm. to a guy who's already had two concussions at least that we know of and who is slightly built and you're going to need a good backup Right. Whether eight million is too much. I don't think so. You know, you get rid of you get rid of Trubisky and you try what are you gonna get that's cheaper? That's no, I I like Mitch. He didn't start off well, but he showed what he's capable of when he came in relief in the middle of the year. That's the kind of guy he's gonna be. He's gonna be a quality NFL backup. Right. He's amenable to that, then keep him. This is a good backup, and you need at least two.
0: Yeah. And I think that the speculation on that came from that, oh, he was frustrated. He was upset that he wasn't the starter anymore, that he was, you know, he wanted to take his ball and go home and play by himself. But again, there's no evidence to support that.
1: Who was the idiot that reported that uh, Deontay Johnson punched him in the face? That's all that. That's
0: That's irresponsible.
1: That's not Trubisky. And that's not Deontay Johnson. Right. I could see him having a little spat about getting him the ball. That's what wide receivers do. Yeah. Punching him in the face. Come on, come
0: on. Yeah, and 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 to your point, you know, you're you're going to need a good backup. I mean, if you just look at when Big Ben was here, you had Charlie Batch, you had Byron Leftwood, uh, you have and, a history of and, guys that and
1: Big really Ben's a big durable man. Yeah, Kenny's not going to be that durable. He's he, not.
0: He's got to put on some lbs this off season. That's for sure.
1: Even then, even then, he's not six five. You know, he's not 6'5", 240. Right. So. Like, Maybe maybe they'd be better off getting a getting some protection up front, you know that that might that might keep them upright a lot better than worrying about uh, adding weight. So I yeah. So, and the other thing about the wide receivers, he said if we thought we needed a wide receiver, we wouldn't have cha- traded Chase Claypool. They're high on Calvin Austin. It, it's going to be tough because Kenny Pickett loves Jordan Addison as a wide receiver. And, and I asked Omar about that. And he said, We've picked Kenny's brain a little bit. He's been in here at my office a little bit. Yeah. And he loves Jordan Anderson, but I can't see him drafting Jordan Addison in the first round. They have so many other needs. They're high on Calvin Austin coming back. They say he'll be ready for the spring.
0: Right. So do you see that uh that um optimism about what Austin can bring to this team is maybe keeping them from pulling a trigger on the receiver in let's say the second and third round? I don't know if they'd necessarily go. Go in the uh, first round at pick 17 but do you think they believe enough in him to stay put at the position or do you think they'll add in the later rounds
1: well probably add in the later rounds but it is slim pick and wide receiver draft it's more of a cornerback draft more of a tight end draft you know get that second tight end
0: yeah, yeah.
1: you know yeah. now you want to use 12 personnel to help your running game and there's another receiving target but you have calvin austin and if he doesn't work out. He's a rookie. Uh, uh, uh Anthony Miller showed a lot in training camp last year before he got injured. You have Miles Boykin and they really like Cody White and he's been here 3 years now. So Cody White uh, should be able to step in and help. I know everybody wants big time all the wide receivers we saw with the Bengals and the Chiefs and and uh you know the Eagles even. But you got to build your own team and I don't think wide receiver is going to be part of that. Maybe something later if there's value but there are other positions they need.
0: Okay. So pressing on the, the Jordan Addison piece here, because Khan did say that he's a really good football player. Uh said that they maybe pick Kenny Pickett's brain. Is there any scenario that you could see the team drafting Addison at number 17?
1: Well, you know, sometimes it, the, the people out there who aren't aren't in the interviews don't don't realize that Omar's asked about Jordan Addison. Those words are put in his mouth, and that's why he's used in the answer. It's so it's not like he just brought up, up Jordan Addison. We right. after I brought up his Kenny, you picking Kenny Pickett's mind, and I had Jordan Jordan Addison in mind. Then yeah. someone asked about Jordan Addison. So yeah, so he says yeah, Jordan Addison's a good football player. But uh, any any scenario, I don't see it. But Kenny loves him. Kenny talked about how he's a four two. He's going to show four two speed here, and he's four two coming out of his breaks, things like that. And he's the smartest guy in the in the in mm. the uh, meeting room. And when Jordan Addison's in the meetings room, everyone else listens. At Pitt, when he was at Pitt, mm. uh, that he was a leader, and you don't really find that at wide receiver, do you? Right, right. guys yeah. come yeah. ready for information at the meetings yeah. and telling everybody else to sit up and listen. You like that. Yeah, I still can't see it. I just can't see it. There's too many other needs. And, you know, this is a good offensive line draft, a good cornerback draft, a good tight end draft, all positions they need. Right.
0: Right. So, so and and so to that point, um, Khan said that all options are on the table in this year's draft, which kind of speaks to your hey, you draft draft Hall of Famers, regardless of the position. And he okay. did he did not roll out uh addressing the offensive line. You know, There's a lot of continuity there with the five sorters last year. Um, anything that he maybe left some little crumbs to give us direction, which the direction this team's going to go in number 17?
1: Oh, no. Oh, he he really, you know, Kevin through his 22 three years, uh, doing this would allow himself to give us a little more information as time went on, but man, Omar was not, he was all. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's not going to be that much information in this podcast. I hope I can help more than Omar did right? because he would spoken cliches. And when he's talked about drafting a hall of famer, that's when I said, Sader's a hall of fame running back. You're going to draft that. Yeah. Oh you know, no. So <laughs> he's not, he's not going to draft the hall of famer at a position of need, right? A, a position there where there's no need,
0: where there's no need, right? So
1: that kind of, that kind of broke some information a little bit, that he's not all that gung-ho on the Hall of Famer. It has to still depend on the position. Now, the offensive line, of course, he's not. he loved how they progressed, and we all did, and mm-hmm. there really isn't. I know people want to say Dan Moore needs replaced, but I, I don't, and I don't see any of the five positions needing replaced, but what they do need desperately is depth. That the offensive line didn't miss a practice. Last year, Dad, you can't count on that happening again. Yeah. All five staying healthy all year, and they were lucky because they had really were weak at depth. So this year they can draft in the first round and say we need depth so bad, and then that guy, the first injury. It, my belief is they're going to draft. You know, Skoronski. Um, appeals to them more than he appeals to me. I like I like the Georgia tackle. I like the Ohio State tackle. Mm-hmm. But those guys only play one position. So when you, when you don't need one position to fill, a guy like Skaronsky is more valuable because yeah. he can play maybe five positions, yeah. but at least both guards and both tackles. Yeah. So he appeals to the Steelers more because they need that depth guy. And then the first guy that's injured, that's where Skaronsky plays. Right. So... But yeah. they, I'm, looking, I'm looking at Broderick Jones from Georgia at pick 17 or uh, Darnell Wright uh, from Tennessee at
0: 32.
1: Yeah. So those are pure tackles, right or left. And not that you would they would start, but they're right in line right away. And give them a little time anyway.
0: Right. Yeah, well, it, it's funny. The last time that you and I spoke, um, I was anti-drafting offensive lineman at pick 17. But the more we talked about Chukwuma Okorafor, and I'm not saying that he immediately needs to be replaced, However, if there's one player that the team probably knows what his ceiling is, it's a core four because he's been around long enough. He's only got two years left on his contract. He signed that three-year extension. You're right. You could draft a tackle at number 17 as depth, or you could guise it as depth this year. And then if, if he doesn't take that step and you have a guy who's really pushing and, and showing that he could play, then you're set up. You're ready to go. And Absolutely. it makes a ton of sense. So,
1: Absolutely. But okay. from, the, from the get-go, you draft him at 17 and say hey let's teach him right let's be patient because we have some time yeah and then you know the old line coach comes to tomlinson this guy's way too good he's way better than what we got we he's got to play they've never been afraid to to make that move but there's you know a, a guy like broderick jones he's a massive man who can move but he's raw so you can take a little more raw guy at 17 and be patient and, you know, I'm also reading from NFL types around the league who don't remember they tried a core four at left tackle when Dan Moore was a rookie, and he didn't play. it. That was his position in college. So the, the thinking is draft a right tackle, draft Darnell Wright from Tennessee, put him at right tackle, move a core to left tackle, and voila. A core did didn't play well at left tackle in his attempt. So they moved him back to the right side. That's where he belongs. That's where he is. So yeah. that's where he's going to stay.
0: So all, all it's ta-
1: easier to move. Him. Yeah, it's easier to move a rookie to get him acclimated to either side. Let him get. But a core four has been playing right tackle for how long now? Yeah, yeah. he was a left tackle in college, but he's a right tackle now. Yep. and yeah. he's not as big and powerful as a lot of these right tackles coming out in the draft.
0: No, he's more of a finesse finesse guy than he is a, a power guy. But speaking of tackles, Jim. So I'm can I'm almost finished with on the clock, but all this tackle talk. Uh, when I was reading the other day, Jermaine Stevens—that was a name I haven't read in a long time—and talking about Steelers tackles. Oh my gosh, what did the? Well, I don't think I
1: talked about him in my book.
0: Well, he, he's listed in there as as a tackle, but I remember him failing that conditioning test because he he was a first rounder, right, and was just a, a bust. So, and
1: I was there, and Greg Lloyd was fanning him off as he passed out. Oh my
0: gosh! So let's hope that if they do draft a tackle, it's not in the vein of Jermaine Stevens. But anyway, a little shout out. I'm I'm loving on the clock. A couple more things. So, and and talking about the Steelers' own free agents, he talked about being open. um, Excuse me. And talking about the cap cap space, uh, they're open to restructuring contracts, and then also mentioned the Cameron Sutton contract that they're in talks and that they feel good about the situation. Were you able to glean anything? From there, if that deal's
1: gonna get done sooner rather than later. That was my question right out the shoot. First wow. thing I said, Cam Sutton's so important. How's that coming? Oh, it's coming along great. He did admit that they have begun talks. They better have. And I said, He's got a lot of leverage with you guys. Is it is, is that is that hurting you? Oh, oh no, we, we feel good. Well, I tell you, Cam Sutton has a lot of leverage. Yeah. It seems they're short of corners with him. Yeah. And they're going to have to draft a corner at 17, I think, even with him.
0: Yeah. But I just don't see how you can afford to lose Sutton. I mean, then you're almost you're almost forced to draft a corner, but you can't expect a rookie to come in and start. If you lose Sutton, that's a really big blow to that secondary.
1: And Sutton should be, you know, it would behoove him to check his interest in March, was it 15th, when it opens up to the league? So they want to sign it before March 15th, but. He's in no rush. They're in a rush. Yeah. He's in no rush. But a lot of times you can get that uh, hometown discount because guys don't want to move. They don't want to learn a whole new defensive system or compete. This guy knows he belongs here. He's one of the leaders, and he doesn't have to move his stuff. And in Pittsburgh, a smart guy like that can either become a coach, a scout, uh, get some advertising going. He's well-regarded by the fan base. He's a smart guy. You know. Deshae Townsend stuck around. They're going to have to pay a little more than they paid Deshae, but he's Deshae in my mind. Yeah, And and there's the opportunity to win a Super Bowl here. There really is. I know people are a little down on him right now, but they've got the pieces. You know, a guy like Minka in the back, Cam up front, you know, Cam Sutton, Cam, Cam Hayward up front. Cam Sutton is another piece. He's a Deshae Townsend. Deshae Townsend was a great leader, and yeah. Cam is the same guy. Right. So if he can, you know – if he can get it done early and take a little less money, he can be happier all around in his life. That's the sales pitch you got to make. otherwise, yeah. why won't he just wait?
0: Yeah and kind of going along with that too and this will tie into the the next player I wanted to uh to speak on. but you know the Steelers draft these guys and they invest so much in their development and I know they 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 got him locked down to a two-year deal what was it two years ago? but sometimes they let some of their players that they've kept around for a little bit go. But this is a guy I feel like you have to lock up. And another player, too, that uh, Con was asked about, Alex Highsmith, and he flat out said this is a player that, you know, we don't want to let go either. I'm guessing that was your question, too?
1: No, but I had to follow up. He said, you know how we are with guys we like. We don't let them go. And I go, like Javon Hargrave? That's what I wanted to – you know, sometimes you can't. Yeah. But, see, the difference between Highsmith, he's got another year to go. So – why wouldn't he wait a year to get in the same position of leverage strength that Cam Sutton has? Because a full year of NFL battle, you you can you can lose your speed with a bad injury. You know, there's a gamble. So uh it would it would behoove Alex Highsmith to sign a year early. That's when they try to lock him up. They didn't do that with Cam Sutton because Cam Cam Sutton wasn't showing as much as he did this past year. Right. 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 But Alex Highsmith has already shown and it's time to lock him up. Yeah. But this is a great draft for edge rushers.
0: Yeah. Yes. It, yes, it is. And, and speaking of the draft, perf- you're just setting these segues up here. So the combine story, oh, man. Yeah, you, you are. You are the pro. So what are you looking for now? I know you're not going to be there to to watch the workouts, but do you watch the combine and and what do you what are you looking for as you're scouting players here or what do you think teams are looking for because we know that this isn't actual gameplay. This is showing their athleticism, you know, their physical talents, but what's in f- important for the players and what are the coaches really paying attention to?
1: Well, you you like to see how they take coaching um and you see like you want to see their quickness because you can see all the times you can see all the explosiveness in the bench but you want to see functional power you want to see the quickness um that's what you stuff that can't be measured and what i mean by quickness is the cuts um the um the fluidity of the hips you know there's a lot of guys that have great straight ahead speed and their 40 times are remarkable but as kenny pickett talked about with jordan adderson He'll run four two, in and out of his breaks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So and you know you love hearing that, and that's what you want to see in the field drills, things like that. But otherwise, it's still don't get carried away with it. Yeah. You know, the tape is so important. How how they how they play under pressure and how they respond, how they how what kind of leaders are they? Now don't get carried away with some of the character stuff at outside linebacker and stuff. You know. James Harrison was on the field on Sunday, not in church.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I, I was, uh, yeah, that, um, the, 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 uh, I, I keep bringing up the book, but the the part about James when they were at his pro day or uh, <laughs> some combine workout where he would do his drill and he'd go sit down. Like, he was just like, I
1: don't want to be here. He hated everybody. And the good Steelers scout said, that's interesting. I mean, yeah. he doesn't just hate me. <laughs> hates everybody
0: everybody that's one hell of an intangible for a football player
1: well there are certain positions where you want them to hate everybody outside linebackers one of them i you know you don't want them getting in trouble off the field but you know greg lloyd used to wear a shirt i wasn't hired for my disposition
0: yes yes yeah and jim let's let's wrap it up with this so we're we're, this is the last day of February. March starts tomorrow. The combine is uh, underway. For agencies, going to start here in a few weeks. Things are just starting to hop. So as we stand here today, when you look at pick seventeen, I'm not asking for a player, but position wise, what position do you see this team addressing with their 17th pick? Um, 17th pick in the first round as of today.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, cornerback or offensive lineman. You know, I, I, I'll go corner. And I'm hearing horrible things that J- Joey Porter Jr. is going to run a four-three with that size, six-two with those thirty-six inch thirty-six-inch arms. Wow! They, they look for thirty-two-inch arms out of corners. Thirty-six is is like your your biggest offensive tackle. Thirty-six inch—that's Vines, yeah. and I know him so well. But if he runs a four-three, I don't think he's going to make it to pick seventeen. Yeah. So even though that, he has he only has one career interception, you like to see more. But nobody okay. threw his way. I remember Daryl Revis. Nobody threw his way his senior year at Pitt. Yeah.
0: And uh, but what it could do? I mean, if that pushes him up into the first round, that pushes. There's always a uh, an opposite reaction. Maybe that throws one of those tackles down there for You know, them.
1: You know Jeremy, your optimism isn't helping me here. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, hey,
0: somebody's got to be.
1: Which we've always looked for to last before the picket draft was quarterbacks. How many quarterbacks are going to get drafted? That'll push people down because the Steelers are not going to draft a quarterback. Yeah. And we didn't know that last year, but for 15 years of Ben Roethlisberger, that was the case, and it was always nice. So there are talk of four or five quarterbacks being taken. Those are the guys you want taken. That'll push other players down.
0: Yeah, yeah, fantastic.
1: Plus, there's such a shortage of wide receivers. The people might go grab a, the couple that are available early.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, that's what you hope pushes those corners. There are like three or four, th- this is some rich drafting corners. So maybe teams wait. But, you know, if you're 6'2", with 36-inch arms, and you want a 4'3", and your name's, you know, if you're Porter Jr., you got the bloodlines. I mean, you're going to have to deal with Joey at halftime, the dad at halftime.
0: I, I, love, I can't ready. wait
1: you
0: to know, ask him. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. man, that's that. Well, you got to share that story. Once you do, I would definitely. Oh, I'll write it. I'll
1: write it. It'll be on Steel City Insider, baby.
0: I can't wait to read it. Well, Jim, that's gonna wrap it up here. Episode fifty-six. Listeners, viewers out there, thank you so much for joining us here today. You can check out Jim's work at the Steel City Insider. You can give Jim a follow on Twitter, at Jim Wexel. Check out my work at study.com Give me a follow at Still Study. And we will see you back here next week for episode number 57. Jim, enjoy the combine and that steak.
1: Oh, I can't wait, man. Hey, thanks, right. Jimmy. Nice job today. All right, thank you. Take see care. You. Bye.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire!
1: Huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.